Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. My name is Logan, and we got two guests with us today. We've got Lauren, who is part of our young adults team, and then we've got Emma, and Emma is my wife. So welcome, <laughs> uh, both involved at Young Adults here at High Street, and we just want to let you know we have a Young Adults Conference coming up on October 1st and 2nd. So you can go to highstreet.org slash YACOMP and register. Lauren, you're already like registered, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm so excited. Good. It's going to be good. Emma, you'll be there because I'll be there. So it's going to be good. So today we're going to be talking about um, a little bit of a heavier topic, but a topic that we felt um, we needed to address. And that is dealing with loss, dealing with uh, the loss of someone that you love, someone that's close to you, family, friend, whatever it may be. And so really, how do we um, grieve in a biblical manner? And um, these two girls here are going to tell us our, their, a little bit of their stories, and we're going to see like how God showed up in the midst of their grief. And so I want to ask you, Lauren, if you'll just kind of start off by telling us your story a little bit. Yeah. So um, I was a freshman in high school when my dad got diagnosed with a brain tumor. And that started a 16-month battle of um, just three rounds of surgeries and two rounds of radiation. Um, and the tumors just kept coming back. And towards the end, they just basically told us that there was nothing that they could do. Um, and we entered into hospice care for a few months. And he ended up passing away my sophomore year of high school um, spring semester. And that was hard because not only did I lose a um, our head of household like my dad, but the shift in the relationship between my mom and I also changed from a mother-daughter to more of a um, cohabitating, like we both are leaning on each other equals in the family. So it just kind of threw off a lot of the dynamic. Yeah. So you guys were really just trying to, you know, as you grieve, you're trying to relearn how to live in your own house. Like, I mean, yeah. Tell me about that. That sounds, that's tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was just kind of figuring out how to fill the hole that like your father does like play a role in. Um, so like even down to who's going to mow the grass and who's going to like fix these things. And um, just honestly, everything you don't realize like your dad does. Um, it also just caused like um, quickly, like to grow up quicker. Um, so a lot of things that like normal kids could do like their sophomore years of high school and then onwards like I didn't necessarily take part in because I also had to be like an adult in the home as well. Yeah, it's tough and um, you, you know you kind of mentioned in your story that with your dad's illness what he had it, it kind of like was like you lost him before you lost him mm -hmm. you know and I, I think when you told me that I was just like man that that's heavy for a high schooler and, and Emma your story you were um, a little bit older than Lauren was when you experienced some loss but why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so I was 17 whenever my brother passed away. I was a junior in high school, and my brother was 19. He had just gotten home from his freshman year of college, and um, he passed away unexpectedly over a sinful decision that he had made. And so that hit me pretty hard, you know, being at a younger age, and um, especially over a sinful choice that he had made. So I asked a lot of why questions from it. Yeah, and, and so you were you were a junior in high school. You were seventeen, and your brother was nineteen. Mm -hmm. um, you know how how did that? How did you begin to deal with that? Um, with with that, you know, with your loss. Like, how did that look for you at night at seventeen? Yeah, um, I I had a relationship with Christ uh, at seventeen, and but it wasn't very um, established, I guess. And so 
I still made sinful choices of my own and I, you know, I still drew near to God during that time, but I was also angry and, um, you know, sad at times and things like that. But, um, so yeah, that, it was definitely tough. Yeah. So it wasn't like an immediate thing. You were still, yeah. uh, you, you went through the stages of grief and Lauren, I'm sure you could say like, there was a grieving process. Did you have like good days, bad days? I mean, what, what did that look like for you? Uh, you, you weren't a believer at the time whenever your, your father passed away. Um, so like, how did you process that? Yeah, for sure. I, um, we were definitely a family who went to church on Sundays and I went to like a private Lutheran school for the education, but it was never like a, I had a relationship personally with God. Um, and through that, it really caused me not to grieve in a way. I just kind of moved on. Like I remember it happened in the middle of the week and I was back by that Monday to go to school and everything was normal. And the people who didn't know me didn't know anything. So it was just, everything was normal. And I just kind of had to play it off. And the way that I kind of let out, like, I feel like there was a lot of like anger in the grief and also like a lot of why questions, like what you said, Emma. Um, and I just put that through like achievement and sports and trying to be the best at everything. Um, and I just truly was like a very angry, like type A person for a long time. So you, you, you kind of like almost didn't deal with it at first. Mm. And yeah. how did that manifest itself later? Cause like you, you do like, you know, we have to deal with that. It's a, it's a reality that we have to face is that loss is part of this life and that, um, we aren't going to live forever, forever either. So like, how did you eventually come to process that with the help of God? Mm, yeah, mine definitely happened with God for sure. Um, I actually didn't start processing it until I had had a foundation of a relationship with Christ. Um, and uh, one of the girls that was leading me um, kind of noticed that when I talked about my dad, because I could tell the story just fine, it sounded um, like a story. It sounded like it was happening to someone else. There was no emotion whenever I was talking about it. Um, and that's because I disconnected it from myself. Um, so when she noticed that, she kind of prompted brought me to this place of, okay, we need to process this because it, if you let something that big and that harmful and hurtful stay in your life, it's going to manifest itself in other ways um, of just being detached from your emotions in all areas. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, just to be like detached from it, it's like you eventually had to deal with it. And, um, you know, it sounds like having community in your life obviously made a difference. And Emma, like share with us, that's a big part of your story is the community you were with really impacted you during that time. Yeah. Um, at the time, my parents and I were going to a different church and my brother was actually going to high street. Um, he had been going um, during all of his high school years cause he had friends here. And, um, after he passed away, my parents and I decided to come here because he kept telling us, you guys need to come, but we just never did. And so as soon as we came, we just immediately felt a sense of community and felt a sense of people welcoming, welcoming us with open arms. And I was able to get connected and, um, you know, just really feel a sense of love. Yeah. And, and you actually, you, you know, you've talked to, to me about it. Obviously I know your story, but, um, you actually decided to, to get baptized, um, when mm -hmm. you're here. And so walk through, like, why did you start taking some next steps in your faith? Uh, and what did that look like? Like, why did you choose to get baptized, uh, in, in the midst of all this grief and everything? Yeah. Um, like I said before, I mean, I, I grew up in church and so I was able to, you know, find a relationship with Christ at a young age, but the church we went to didn't really, uh, you know, push us to get baptized. And so it wasn't really something we felt like we had to do, but coming here, um, it made us realize 
oh, if you have a relationship with God, you need to profess it and let people know. And, um, and so that was something that my parents and I wanted to do. Yeah. So an act of obedience. So uh, mm-hmm. like two common threads, like with your stories, uh, the, the first would obviously be community, uh, that you engage in that. But then Emma, obviously we know, uh, that God's word that after we have a relationship with Jesus, one of the, like the first next step we need to take is we need to get baptized as a public demonstration of an inward transformation that's gone on in our lives. And so, uh, I think that's important for people to know who are in the grieving process is number one, you need community mm-hmm. in scripture. We are told we will bear one another's burdens that, uh, you know, that's a part of why the church exists. And, uh, it, it, it's important to be a part of a church body, a body of believers, because you are indeed like going to bear one another's burdens and you need community. And uh, it's also cool to see how that that is a huge piece of it, but also then uh, applying God's word to your life in the midst of your grief. Uh, Lauren, do you have any examples of that? Of like, okay, you weren't a believer uh, several years down the road, you, you, you accept Christ and um, you start to have people in your life who are helping you process this. What like scripture spoke to you through that process? Yeah, I think that you can just pull a lot from Psalms. Like David, obviously, we know is going through it. He's feeling all kinds of types of emotions. Um, but Psalm 30, uh, it just talks about how, like, I feel like at night it's whenever it's the hardest. Yeah. Like, you start thinking yeah, about everything. Yeah. And he so just, would you have times where your mind would, like, race at night and you just kind of be yeah. overwhelmed? Yeah, I think that something that could be a mis- misconception for grief is the idea that it's just like the big things that are going to get you to remember that. Like for me, it's like, okay, if I see a father daughter dance at a wedding or the idea of like graduating and not having a parent there to see it. But it's also like, I need to get my oil changed and I don't know how to do that. And my dad's not here to help me or I got a good grade or, um, a new job and you don't have anyone to tell. So Definitely at night, but something that I loved was in Psalm 30, I believe. It just talks about how, like, while there's tears and mourning at night, like, joy comes in the morning, and God's going to put you to a place where he shows you that you need him. So for me, it was just getting to that, like, almost brink of that edge and be like, okay, God, like, because I'm feeling this grief, like, that just is even more room for you to show me grace. Yeah. And Emma, your your family kind of had a verse that they clung to, uh, one of your brother's favorites. And uh, just speak to me about that a little bit or speak to us about yeah, that. Yeah, it's Isaiah forty thirty one, and it says, uh, for those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And we really held on to that verse because it was one of my brother's favorite verses not just because um, he was a Philadelphia Eagles fan, <laughs> but um, he, um, just looking at it deeper, I, you know, I realized the reason why my parents held on to it was because, um, you know, they had to trust in God and they had to trust that, um, you know, this was his plan and, um, you know, we need to lean into him whenever times get hard. And so uh, that was something that I grew to realize too. Yeah. And and so I think like knowing your parents' story, I I just never forget that like when this happened, they, they looked like they looked at each other and were like, we're not going to let this tear our family apart. You know, they're like, that's, that's not going to be part of our story. And uh, just to have the faith to like lean into that while that was going on, I think is huge. And so uh, I I just always remember that because 
I, it, I think there's probably like one of the easiest times to run away from God and run away from community is in the midst of our grief. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes people buy the lie of like, man, people don't want to hear about this. People don't, they don't want people to feel sorry for them and stuff. But again, I go back to we are meant to bear one another's burdens. There will be a time where you need your burdens bared, and yours going to be a time when you need to bear that for another person. And so I, I would say people don't be sh- don't, don't not to be shy about that. And so uh, Lauren, if you were going to give advice, like every single person we were talking about this before is going to lose someone or has lost somebody. How, what like what could you do? You spoke to like how can you prepare your heart before that? But, like what can you do personally, and how can you prepare for that, or how can you deal with it? Yeah. Um, I think one thing for someone who hasn't lost somebody yet, well, I guess two things. One is like start figuring out how to give yourself permission to feel your emotions in the first place because we don't walk around and we're like, "Mm, can I be happy today? Can I be sad today? But grief is something you have to give yourself permission to feel because it's not like a timeline. It's more of a cycle. Mm. So you're going to go through it and you're going to think that you're done and then it's going to start all over again. So you need to give yourself room to feel those emotions. And that starts with just being able to name your everyday ones first. Um, I would also say to the person who's never lost anybody um, or hasn't yet is don't be afraid to comfort those that have. I know that it can be daunting and maybe you don't want to feel sad in that situation or maybe you just don't know what to say. But I can think of multiple people who like the best thing they could do was just let me talk about my dad and just to remember him with them and ask questions about them. And also just like it sounds silly, but like a hug, like just being there for that person, like physically in that space, um, did wonders. Yeah. Emma, what would you tell to someone in the same situation? Yeah. I mean, I agree with Lauren. It's, it's going to hit you in different, uh, you know, pieces of your life and it'll hit you randomly over small situations. You know, that's what's happened to me and it's been almost 10 years and I still grieve about it. Um, especially at night too. And so, um, but yeah, I just, you know, tell people that, Um, It is a process and um, you just have to keep leaning into God because um, he's going to hold you tight and he's going to help you through it. And, um, and that's the best that I can say. (laughs) Yeah. And so if you didn't have a relationship with Jesus, I'd like for you to both answer this question. Where would you be Lauren with this whole process? Like, where would you be if you didn't have Christ in your life? Yeah, I think that I would be right where I was um, before I started processing grief with God. And that was just angry, always questioning why something bad could happen. And I, I don't know, I feel like I'd be very purposeless. Has it affected like has your relationship since you've processed that now, like before you said you didn't even really process it? Mm-hmm. Has it affected like your daily relationships with people? Ooh. Like, do you feel like you're more open to people now and more like not as closed off? Do you feel like that helped you in that capacity or dealing with the grief? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I would say that it's um, it's a story that gets you very close to people very quickly because that's an intimate detail in your life. And normally people don't go around sharing those all the time. So I think that's definitely opened up. It's also helped me be relatable to others. Um which is just, I know God put that as part of my story so that I can help others through it with him. Um, but I would say that it definitely grows you closer to those around you. Yeah. And Emma, what would you say, like without Christ, where would you be? Yeah, I would be lost. I would, I would be like in a deep hole about it and, you know, still feeling um, sad and not connected to anyone and just kind of wanting to hide. So um, yeah, definitely leaning into Christ has helped through this. And, and it's the, the thing is, is with, with grieving this is, uh, the reason that we hate the loss of people 
is that death has a sting to it, right? And uh, the good news uh, for us is, is that even through all of the emotions that go on, anger, sadness, bitterness, resentment, um, wanting to withdraw and isolate ourselves, like there is still joy in Christ. There is still hope in the eternity we can have in heaven because of what Christ did on the cross for us. And yeah. so like we, we hate endings because we're, we're like not, like God has etched eternity into our heart. And so ultimately like we can continue to walk in the pain of this life, knowing that there is a day when there will be no weeping, no hurting and no pain in heaven. And so I just want to say thank you all for sharing your stories. And I know that there's, man, everybody out there can relate to this at some point or in some way or the other. And uh, one thing that I would just brag on both of you about is just that you've leaned into God through those circumstances. And uh, that that um, investment you've made in your relationship has not come back void. And so I just thank you guys. And uh, I thank you for sharing your stories today on open mic. And uh, man, we look forward to seeing uh, and, and hearing from everybody uh, next time. So we'll see you later. See ya. Bye.